Good evening, everyone. <laughs> My name is Lynn Bilal. I'm the project director for the City Club of the Mahoning Valley. And welcome to Mayor Brown's State of the City Address at the Ford Family Recital Hall. We are extremely grateful for the continued support of all of the City Club of the Mahoning Valley sponsors, because without their support, we cannot continue to bring conversations of consequence to the Mahoning Valley. Our founding sponsors include Bank of America, the Norrison Foundation, the Raymond John Ween Foundation, and the Youngstown Foundation. Additional support comes from the Community Foundation of the Mahoning Valley, Youngstown State University, and 88.5 WYSU. All of those sponsors are in the room, I believe, so I really want everyone to acknowledge them and give them a round of applause. I also have a special acknowledgement for sponsors for this State of the City Address. Those come from Phantom Fireworks and Huntington National Bank. Thank you so much. Also instrumental in the success of our forums, including this one, are our community partners, the Business Journal and YSU Working Class Studies. Lastly, the City Club of the Mahoning Valley Advisory Committee. If you're here and in the room, would you please stand and just wave to the crowd? I know I saw Jason Roller, Christopher Tennant, Lauren Johnson. Am I missing anyone? I hope not. They are the backbone of the City Club of the Mahoning Valley. These outstanding and remarkable people have chosen to dedicate their energies to supporting the mission of the City Club of the Mahoning Valley, which is to create conversations of consequence that help democracy thrive. Today and always, I thank you so much for your hard work. Now, just for some logistics for the evening. Here at City Club, we want you to keep your phones on you and close by. We just ask that you put them on silent. We want you to interact on social media so folks know what we're doing. We want you to tweet about us, and we want you to talk to your friends on Facebook about what we're doing here in the Mahoning Valley. As always, the second half of our forums are powered by your questions. At the appropriate time, if you have a question, we will ask you to come to one of two mics. We have one here and one here. You can line up behind the mic, and we will have our um, advisory members there to help you. Jason Roller and Christopher Tennant will be holding the mic. And if you have a question, we want to know that question. The mayor wants to answer your questions this evening. So we ask that your question is in the form of a question. There's there may be plenty of opportunity afterwards if you wanna speak with the mayor and his team, they'll be around afterwards, but we really wanna get as many questions answered as possible. So please keep your question brief. And I understand there may be a few folks in the audience that may be shy. You can tweet us using the hashtag CityClubMV and we'll try to work your question into the question and answer period. I believe everyone in this room is a, is a believer of the City Club's principle of free speech and civic discourse and the belief in power of informed conversation to spark change in the Mahoning Valley and beyond. We're looking for founding members of the City Club of the Mahoning Valley. So if you're not already a member, please see myself, 
one of the members, advisory committee members that are in the audience, and we have brochures at the front desk, which we may move out to this lobby here. Pick up one of those. My contact information is there. I'm happy to talk with you about how you can become a member. Good evening, and welcome to a special City Club Forum here at the Ford Family Recital Hall at Dior Performing Arts. I'm Dee Crawford, Community Affairs Director for WKBN, WYFX, WYTV, MyYTV, and I'm also Chair of the Board for Youngstown State University. I'm pleased to introduce today's speaker, the 51st Mayor of Youngstown, the Honorable Jamal Tito Brown, who will present his first State of the City Address. Several months ago, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with the mayor, and he and I both agreed that it was important that he needed to come before the constituents and let them know the state of the city. Mayor Brown is a native son of Youngstown with a lifelong record of service to his city. He has lived all his life on the city's north side, attended Youngstown City Schools, and earned two degrees from Youngstown State University bachelor's in criminal justice, and a master's in clinical counseling. Mayor Brown began his political career as a member of the Youngstown Board of Education, and from there took the role of city council, where he served as third war councilman and council president. Before his career in politics, Mayor Brown worked at Community Corrections Association of Youngstown and spent eight years as a caseworker for Mahoning County Children's Services. Later, he worked as a community organizer for Youngstown State University's Urban and Regional Studies. Since taking office, Youngstown has been awarded a multi-million federal build grant to develop multimodal access between key employers in the Mahoning Valley, as well as being chosen for a $2.25 million comeback capital fund, which creates a bridge between Silicon Valley investors and Midwest startups. The city of Youngstown still faces many challenges, including an aging and declining population with a 40% poverty rate, a stagnant tax base, and the loss of major employers, which threatens the city's economic future. Today, Mayor Brown will comment on those highs and lows and other subjects during the first portion of the program, which will be followed by the traditional city club question and answer period. Ladies and gentlemen, members and friends of the city club of Mahoning Valley, it is truly my pleasure to introduce to you the mayor of Youngstown, the Honorable Jamal Tito Brown. Good evening. And I want to first take this time to say thank you to the staff of GLI for believing and investing in Youngstown. Give them a big round of applause. Before I go any further, I want to thank the citizens of Youngstown. I want to thank my sign language interpreter, Ritz Magazine, tonight. 
the Dior Performing Arts Center and the Ford family for this beautiful facility. My mother, Bernice, is here. I want to thank you. My wife, Lynette. My children, Aaron, Michaela, Camille, Clarissa, Quentin, and my grandbaby, Ariana. The City Club of Mahoney Valley, WYSU, Phantom Fireworks, and Huntington Bank for sponsoring tonight. Thank you both. D. Crawford and WKBN staff, I want to thank our veterans who have served this country, members of City Council who are in the audience tonight, and the hardworking staff of City Hall. Give yourself a big round of applause. <laughs> the men and women, police and fire, who put their life on the line every day. And a special shout out to my brothers and sisters of labor. Thank you so much for all that you do. As I begin tonight, I want to ask the question, why not Youngstown? A place to raise your family, to start a business, a place to call home, obtain a great education, a place to be a model for economic development, and a place with great political leadership. I want to take a little time to focus on some of our challenges, some of our accomplishments, and what the future looks like for Youngstown. I ask the question, why not Youngstown? Of all of you tonight, many of you will have a varied opinion about why not Youngstown. I'm working to change the culture in City Hall within our 34 square miles and beyond the borders about Youngstown. Now it must be, yes, Youngstown. Yes, Youngstown. Yes, Youngstown. And all that we do. I want to tell you a little story about this past year. An eclectic group of citizens, social, civic, and leaders, and elected and non-elected officials gathered on the steps of City Hall to reclaim our identity. I want to thank Derek McDowell for arranging and helping us focus on our future and redefining our identity. Thank you, Derek. That day, we buried Black Monday and declared a new day in Youngstown. The barriers that have plagued Youngstown have been our past reputation, our past identity, and overall view of how we saw ourselves. We must believe in Youngstown and our potential. We want the same thing as every other community, safe streets, nice neighborhoods, healthy communities, and healthy businesses right in our downtown, in our community. We cannot define our future until we see ourselves differently. We cannot be a vestige of shuttered meals. We have to decide what we'll become. It is up to us to think differently, operate differently, and begin to ask the question, and all that we do, why not Youngstown? And of course, the answer is Youngstown, yes. Youngstown. I want to tell you, Youngstown is open for business. You don't have to know anyone, be related to anyone, or pay anyone if you want to do business in the city. The city, the only criterion for doing business with this, administ this administration is that you must be willing to improve the quality of life of the citizens of Youngstown. Youngstown has a rich history as being a city of resiliency and toughness 
to, to survive during hard times, you have to be tough to produce five world boxing champions right here in Youngstown, Ohio. Now, the financial challenges, when I took over as mayor, the city was faced with a $2.3 million deficit in 2018, which required some drastic cuts and a new mindset of doing city business. The cuts had to be immediate and direct. We hired Micah Boozerhall to assist with turning around a plan to get Youngstown back on track and moving in the right direction. Listen, we realize the turnaround won't happen overnight, but we have been working every day, and we continue to work at it every day. We created a five-year forecast focused on change of how we operate, changes that include staff reductions through attrition, retirement, combining and collapsing positions across all departments with cross-trainings. It was great pleasure to have passed the budget for 2019, and I want to take this opportunity to thank City Council for helping pass our 2019 budget. Listen, we remain focused on cutting fat and not the muscle of city government and learning to improve services with fewer dollars. I always say do more with less. The reality is that we face tough economic times, whether it's our flat revenue streams in the city of Youngstown, the uncertainty of Lordstown, and the closing of Northside Hospital. These are just a few examples of the financial uncertainties that will affect so many of our family and neighbors. More now than ever, we need to stick together. Youngstown, Warren, Borman area, unemployment rate rose to 6.9% one of the highest in Ohio. Now, crime and safety is one thing we must continue to focus on. Crime in Youngstown remain a focus point on a daily basis. Although we have seen some drops in statistical numbers, I still remain committed to fight and, re and reduce the rate of gun violence on our streets. Over the last year, Youngstown Police Department seized and removed over 186 guns from the streets. Our officers, responded to 69,500 calls for service where men and women of law enforcement had to respond and face potential dangers at each call. Thank you so much. We responded to 76,557 calls for service where our men and women of fire and EMS were needed to assist our citizens. And our community police have been active and engaged in attending 170 block watch groups and neighborhood associations while out visiting and, or and seeing organizations. I feel proud to hear the citizens when they know the name of their community police officers. And that will be a benefit to that neighborhood. We have some of the greatest men and women who are part of our Youngstown Police Department. 49 of our officers achieved above and beyond awards. Notably, the awards included two for valor, 10 for life-saving. And Chief Robin Lees remains committed to removing illegal guns from the streets and out of the hands of those in our community, specifically our young African-American men. We remain focused on giving our young men and women options of lifestyle. 
that will lead away from a life of crime. That's why we remain committed to our serve program with Guy Bernie. Thank you, Guy, for all that you do for this community. We have partnered with my brother's keepers, formed by President Obama's foundation of mentoring. On April 30th, from 9 to 3, a conference for brother, my brother's keepers will have 2,000 young men to convene at the Cavelli Center. The goal will be to provide mentoring and social services that can help or get our young men back on track. The men and women of our fire and rescue department of Youngstown, Ohio, are ranked among the top in the nation in fighting fires. Listen, in 2018, we had a total of 4,128 emergency calls for service, which included 215 residential fires, 15 commercial fires, 98 vehicle fires, and 905 first responder calls. Chief Barry Finley, along with American Red Cross, has instituted a program of installing free smoke detectors for residents who need them and creating a juvenile fire intervention program. Chief Finley has recognized the need for a city-operated EMS ambulance service due to increased calls for service in the city. This has been a standard practice with so many other departments across the nation. And I ask the question, why not Youngstown? As I took over as mayor, I decided I needed to reach out to the neighboring cities, townships, and villages. We are striving to rebuild relationships where we do not have relationships and build relationships where our relationships have suffered. We have worked to create stronger relationships with the county, state, and federal entities, regardless of whether a Democrat or Republicans occupy that elected office. And I want to take the time to thank all of our elected officials and community leaders who are in attendance tonight. Thank you for attending. Listen, we go about our day and do a great job in City Hall, but never share the process and the results with the public. I believe it is essential that citizens know what we are doing with their tax dollars and I am committed to share with the public as a result, we have collaborated with Youngstown State Communication Department to help tell our story to the public. We will create an electronic newsletter that will focus on what's happening in City Hall. You must know if you're paying taxes in the city, in the city of Youngstown. Thank you. We took a trip to Detroit this past year to study their blight remediation program. Although they are 10 times the size of Youngstown, Ohio, 650,000 people compared to our 65,000 people, guess what? They have the same problems and the same issues that we face. We learned that Detroit took a direct action and focused on illegal dump sites, street light upgrade and replacement, and tire disposal. And once Detroit became intent on these efforts and shared their plan to clean up the city, there has been significant private sector investment, which has been a game changer for Detroit's turnaround story. The dump sites throughout our community. 
we've learned that we must be intent on targeting and focusing on cleaning and greening dump site areas. The use of technologies and cameras are just some of the tools that we are using to reduce the dump site areas. We have become more visible and focused on turning blighted properties into clean, green space. Over the last year, we took an aggressive approach to identify some dump sites throughout the city. We increased our blight reduction crew. Now we have a full-time litter crew that will be throughout the neighborhoods finding locations that need to be cleaned up immediately. Statistics say that once a location is identified where dumping is occurring, the faster we clean it up, the less likely the dumping will reoccur. As we tracked and addressed complaints throughout the city, we found that we had 776 complaints that include illegal dumping, property complaints, trash complaints, and community litter cleanup requests. When I talked to Detroit's Mayor Dugan, he explained that they began seeing significant economic development when the city became more focused on cleaning up the corridors coming into the city and in the neighborhoods. Now, this is my pet peeve right here because I believe lighting is a true sign of reducing crime. We have focused on ensuring that street lights are on and operational throughout the city, and we have remained committed to upgrading to LED lights through our partnership with Ohio Edison. We have continued our efforts to improve the 422 corridor and connecting with our neighbors in Girard, Ohio. The lighting in our neighborhoods, freeways, and downtown are a priority. All of our lights are on, on our streets and we should, be feel, we should feel safe. We visited Chicago, Illinois, where they had LED lights on their streets, freeway system, and it was used to deter crime and improve safety. And I want the same for the city of Youngstown. If Chicago, Illinois can provide LED lights on their streets and freeways to improve safety, why not Youngstown? I want to thank Ohio Edison for your partnership to improve the lighting in the city of Youngstown. We recently started a conversation with Attorney General Dave Yost's office to deal with our tires and blight removal, where we are aggressively going after those who are selling and dumping tires in our community. We will make sure that the citizens of no longer have to deal with the issues of tires being dumped throughout our community. We spend $50,000 a year for tire disposal and cleanup. That's several roads, Chuck, that we can be paving with that money. Thank you, Attorney General Davis Yost, for helping us in this endeavor. I truly believe when someone's coming to visit your home that you need to clean it up, make sure everything's in a proper order and the front door peel is necessary when you are working on moving the city forward. We need to make sure our community is inviting and attractive to everyone who enters our city. We directed our efforts to cleaning, cutting back overgrown trees and shrubs along our freeway system. You only get one shot at a first impression, and we must make the great first impression for those who are traveling into our city to invest in a business, to raise a family, to visit a relative. Now we must concentrate on our main streets and to our town, like Market Street, Mahoney Avenue, Belmont Avenue, and South Avenue, just to name a few. 
We want to thank ODOT for your partnership with cleaning and all of our freeway systems and helping us and getting the front door clean in Youngstown, Ohio. Now, potholes are an area where we strive to get better in delivering service to the community. We completed 1,286 requests to repair potholes on a total of 494 streets throughout the city. Ladies and gentlemen, we only have 982 streets, so just about half of our streets need pothole repavement. During storms and natural weather events, 72 trees were removed from roadways. The street department cut 5,701 vacant lots, a total of three times for a combined number of cuts of 17,103 throughout the summer months. There was a combined total of 640 structures demolished in 2018 in an effort to remove blight from our neighborhood. Thanks, Mike Durkin, for all your effort to get us there. <laughs> Under the leadership of the commissioner, Kevin Flynn, the staff recently went through training in order to learn cutting-edge methods to treat icy roads and also partner with Youngstown Mathematics Department to examine our current snow routes, which have not been updated in 30 years. You can't get better if you don't know where you're going. Thank you, Street Department, for being willing to become better and serve the citizens of Youngstown. Give them a big round of applause. If Detroit can see economic development when they became intent on cleaning up the front door of their community and focused on removing blight from their neighborhoods, I ask that question, why not Youngstown? I want you to think we can do everything we need to do. The health of our community continues to move forward and with progress there, there were zero unsleep, safe sleep, related deaths in Mahoney County in 2018. Thank you, Aaron. Quite an accomplishment. Youngstown has achieved great strides when it comes to health and quality of life for our neighborhoods and our babies. Ladies and gentlemen, but the truth remains that we have a 40% poverty rate and one of the highest infant mortality rates in the state of Ohio. The fact that our African-American babies are dying of a greater rate remains a concern of my administration. In an effort to spotlight and reduce infant mortality, My Baby's First Coalition has reached out to see how other communities have been seeing success in reducing infant mortality. My wife, Lynette, is a licensed social worker. So as the first lady of this city, we took a trip to Chicago, Illinois, to explore new methods of reducing infant mortality. Goalie Stennis of the City Health Department and First Lady Dorothy Macklin of Holy Trinity Baptist Church joined us as well. In other cities, the First Ladies of the community worked to reduce and eliminate infant mortality. The ladies attended a First Lady's luncheon in hopes of creating our own First Lady's Initiative chapter. If the First Ladies throughout the nation can organize a First Lady's Initiative in their community and see reduction in infant mortality, you know the question, why not Youngstown? There has been a progress for pregnant moms during and after pregnancy because of vision and passion for this community. 
the Eagle's Nest will open this spring and will be focused on provide, providing pregnant moms with safe and stable home during and after their pregnancy. And I want to take this time to thank Gary and Lynette Frost for your vision. For How about this? 2018, who could forget the world-renowned zombie raccoons, which my neighbor, Miss Gaddy, thought she saw one cross my yard, which made us an international news, and we were to talk around the world. But during my campaign to become mayor in this great city, I took on a challenge, and I made a pledge to eliminate food insecurities. And as a result, we created a mayor's food policy initiative, which focused on reducing food insecurities and increasing the access to healthy foods throughout the city of Youngstown. We took a trip to Toledo, Ohio to study how they dealt with food deserts. They were able to establish a grocery store in a community where there was a lack of available healthy food. We have started the steps to seek technical assistance with local and national foundations of health and we are seeking funding to bring in a retail expert to assist in establishing and securing a full-service grocery store. If Toledo can remove food insecurities in their neighborhood, why not Youngstown? I continuously ask that question, but at this time, I want to take a thank, I want to say thank you to all my mayors, food policy members who are here tonight. Thank you for your forward thinking. At this time, I want to take, I want to recognize a group that I've come to know over the last year. And it has been your dedication and your continued love for improving the lives of our senior citizens. And I want to take this time to recognize SOFA, which stands for Seniors Out for Action. And listen, ladies, if you're in men, gentlemen, if you're room, please stand. Where's my SOFA members at? If you ever get invited to their meeting, they have a great spread and a great potluck. <laughs> uh, there was some food that I have not had in a long time, but thank you for all that you do. During my first year as mayor, the need for a senior advocate for seniors became apparent fast. Since we realized that we needed greater connection to social services and greater understanding of what resources are available, we recently partnered with Area Agency on Aging, Ohio Living, Comfort Keepers, MyCap, and various other senior advocate groups to help assist our seniors when they come in contact with anyone in City Hall. The one story I want to share with you about one of our seniors, and she continuously sends in her bill for her water. She sends in a quarterly amount. We haven't been on a quarterly system for a long time to pay our bills, so it would be helpful if we have an advocate that can go out and help her and walk her through her bills so she won't get behind. And in the coming months, I am proud to announce that we will create a training curriculum for all city employees on all resources available for our seniors in Youngstown, Ohio. Listen, when companies from far and near look to invest in a city like Youngstown. They often look to see 
what the market predicts a return will be on their investment, but they also look at the political climate. Many are concerned about how the politics will affect their bottom line. If there's a cloud of corruption or if the political climate is not inviting, the reality is that if the elected officials of this political, political leaders are not, if they are odd with one another, the business don't want to be involved with that problem that already exists. They will typically shy away and find less toxic environments. Toxic environments don't attract investors. Teamwork do. That is why I believe on December 11, 2018, we received a $10.8 million U.S. Department of Transportation grant. I believe that we were successful in obtaining this grant because a team of rivals came together and put their differences aside and focused on one agenda. The grant will be truly a transformative to the city physically, and according to Youngstown State, it is estimated to have a $250 million economic boost over the next 10 years in this community. That's great for this community. I have to thank Congressman Bill Johnson and Tim Ryan, Senator Sherrod Brown and Rob Portman. Truly, truly, we wanna give a big thank you to U.S. Secretary of Transportation, Elaine Chow and her staff for believing in this great place called Youngstown, Ohio. Give them a big round of applause. <laughs> Secretary Chow, I can't wait for your visit to see our progress. We will be a shining example of what happens when you put your differences aside for one agenda that will benefit the citizens of a community like Youngstown, Ohio. I believe this is a model of what a healthy political climate looks like. When you have the city of Youngstown, Regional Chamber of Commerce, Eastgate Regional Council of Government, YSU, Mercy Health, WRTA, and private business partnerships working together for one agenda. Here I am asking you this again. If our friends in Akron can receive this grant two years in a row, why not Youngstown? Recently during the winter session, of the U.S. Conference of Mayors, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti spoke about his recent visit to Youngstown. And he talked about visiting YBI and our cutting edge technology. The, facts that, the fact that we have a 3D printing right here in downtown impressed him. He expressed his admiration for OWOW Museum and, and its innovation. He talked about the visit, the starting lineup, Barber and Beauty Shop, where Jerome Franklin is the owner. Jerome, your business is truly an example of what can happen with vision and investment. We love your recent expansion of the smoothie bar. I like the green smoothie, I'm just saying. <laughs> and the spa, the spring pedicure is calling my name. I wanna take this time to thank you, Jerome, for your investment in downtown Youngstown. On the south side of Youngstown, in the uptown, you can stop by Flambeau's Live to get a conversation and enjoy authentic Caribbean foods. I especially love the smoked chicken wings. I'm just saying, that's what I like. And it is also the home of Coffee and Conversation with Six Ward Councilwoman Anita Davis. You never know which city, county, or state, or federal official will stop by for coffee. 
Sandy and Josh were selected as the first business to receive the City of You Business Spotlight, where we recognized them on Small Business Saturday. I want to say thank you, Sandy and Josh, for all that you do for this community. I want to thank this, take this time to thank Fireline for your dedication and commitment to this community. Not just this year, but you have a 20-year strategic plan for the future of your company to remain right here in Youngstown, Ohio. Thank you, Roger and Gloria Jones, for your long-term commitment to Youngstown, Ohio. Give them a big round of applause. How about this? For the first time in over 40 years, we have a premier double tree in downtown Youngstown. which is the home of Bistro 1907, a five-star restaurant, it has already proved to be a magnet for YSU event stays, conferences, and Cavelli concert goers. We talk about our health of our community. The enrollment of Youngstown State University continues to grow, and the need for student housing continues to spur economic development around the campus. Mercy Health continues to grow and invest in this community with the new and exciting state-of-the-art health center on YSU campus, which was overly, overwhelmingly voted on by the students. But this will be another opportunity for all of you in this room who need access to health right there on YSU campus. Give them a big round of applause. How about those Gators? Eastern Gatewood Community College continues to grow its student population as well as its footprint in downtown campus. Where the school will open a new student learning center in the heart of downtown. And I want to take this time to congratulate you on 10 years in downtown Youngstown. Give a round of applause to Eastern Gateway Community, 10 years. Youngstown has become the regional attraction for all parts of the valley. The Cavelli Center remains the place to experience national acts right in the heart of the city of Youngstown. This June 2019, the excitement will elevate when the foundation, Youngstown Foundation Amphitheater will open. I can't tell you what act yet, and I do know. Not only will there be national acts, there will be local acts that will fill the seats and attract people from near and far. We have not had a strategic plan in over 30 years, which would go back to the days of Mayor Patrick Ungaro, who is one of my mentors, and I always call him and ask him when I get a certain situation, and he's been so helpful. The, visit, visit, the vision and civic engagement will take all of us in this room to come together, moving in the same direction, getting involved in order for Youngstown to continue to define ourselves. When I say involvement, that's like, my friend, Ken Greco of the Southside Recycling, who not only opened a business on the south side of Youngstown, but he has become involved and engaged with the neighborhood where his business is located. And much of his efforts have come out of his love and his passion for the place where he does business. And he is now a prominent stakeholder in that neighborhood. Thanks you. Thank you, Kenny, for your love for your neighborhood. Give him a big round of applause. I know 
me and there were those golden bears in the room looked at my tie and my ensemble tonight. And you said, we almost got him converted. But I could not end the night without acknowledging the young men of East High rugby team. I said rugby team. Your victory was truly an example of what happens when you put your heart and your mind together to do something no one had ever done. If everyone could win a state champion in rugby, guess what? Why not Youngstown? Give you a big round of applause to our young men of the rugby team of East High. I get a little nervous when I go over 85, but I want to congratulate Tom and Ryan Martino on becoming a 2018 Professional Drag Racer Association World Champions. They're from the south side of Youngstown. Listen, we know the problems. We just need to come together and tackle these issues head on. Mayor George Voinovich, when he became mayor of Cleveland, the river was on fire. They were facing bankruptcy. The ninth largest city in the United States was on their ropes. They were ready to fold up and turn in and say, we can't do it anymore. I think about that when I think about Youngstown, Ohio. We got tough times ahead of us. But what the mayor did, he solicited the involvement of private sector to help the city of Cleveland with the turnaround plan. And I'm asking that same thing of you in the house tonight, today. If Cleveland could put their differences aside to get the city on the right track, I ask that question. Why not Youngstown? John F. Kennedy said it best when he said, let us not seek a Republican answer or a Democrat answer, but the right answer. He said, let us not seek to fix blame on the past, but take responsibility for our future. I believe that GLI gave me something to think about when they start thinking, why not Youngstown? When I went to the company, I just went to their founder's luncheon, and, and I didn't know what to expect. I met some great people. I learned some great things about their company. And at that time, the last thing they, gave, they handed me was a shirt, and it says, why not Youngstown? And that stuck right here in my gut. If everywhere else can do business, and Gary Crandall could be anywhere, he said, why not Youngstown, Ohio? Ladies and gentlemen, as we put our differences aside, as we look at the tough times that are ahead of us, all of us is in, a, in this room, we can make it happen for a place like Youngstown, Ohio, where people will come and say, I want to see what Youngstown's doing. We don't have to travel anywhere to find out the best practice. We can be the best practice. I want to say thank you. God bless you. God bless the city of Youngstown. And why not Youngstown, Ohio? Thank you. We're about to begin the audience question and answer period. And we welcome questions from everyone joining us here today or via our Facebook live video. What's going on, Mayor Brown? Good to see you, sir. 
the city of Youngstown has installed gunshot detection systems through our problematic areas throughout the community. I was just checking to see, I wanted to know, was there any significant reduction in the amount of homicides or violent crimes that took place in those areas since the installation of those systems? I just start saying, statistically, I think we saw, we did see a reduction in, in many of those areas. Um, it's, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but um, the chief would definitely be able to give you statistics if we wanted to break it down by wards and uh, demographics. So uh, there has been, uh, some of those areas that we focus on, has been actually a significant reduction. And we're hoping that we can take that further into other parts of, of Youngstown. Thank you. Hey, Mayor Brown. Julius Oliver here. Um, <laughs> Julius Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> So quick question for you, Mayor. I know that you had a, a strong focus on the city's youth uh, coming into your administration. So with the ongoing efforts of um, Taft Promise Neighborhood, putting in the Youth City Council, as well as the strong push across the nation to get entrepreneurs in the business, I was wondering what was your plans to help the youth of our city to grow into future leadership and future economic development? Well, a good question. He's talking about our youth and, and what I would answer the question is that um, I had probably 60 pages in my notes today and Taft Promise Neighborhood was one of them. And I think that's a shining example of what's going to happen when we can take what we've done over in Taft Promise Neighborhood and get our youth more engaged. But I think what we need to know, make sure that we get that when we have those 2,000 young men at the Cavelli Center with my brother's uh, keepers, that we give them options. Uh, the first part will be a mentoring pro uh, process, and the second part will be resources and getting them back on track or keeping them online. So uh, the youth will definitely be the, uh, a focus point. Uh, I did focus on my seniors today because uh, they've been adequate, you know, you know, advocates about it, but we will continue to focus um, coming out of that, that mentoring process with my brother's keepers. Uh, David Height, Mayor. My question is, though, on a serious note, one of the keys to ending blight, uh, crime, poverty, is education. I, I was a victim of the plant closing through Commercial Intertech and Parker Hannifin, and now I'm in education. I want to know what's the future in the city of Youngstown for education. I, I hope it's bright, and, and I, I, I truly say that uh, about three weeks ago, we had a, a, a focus group on talking about the next CEO. And many of the mayors that I meet across the nation, and they talk about education, your educational system will drive your economic development, will drive the economics of your community. Um, so I'm committed to whoever is the next CEO, whatever the structure looks like from the governor, I'm committed to make sure the city will be at the table and that we will offer as, as many resources and as much help as we can. Because if our babies are not educated, our future is in trouble. So we remain focused on education. Um, you know, the problem is, you know, most, you know, I was at a, at a state of the city yesterday and the lady asked the mayor about the school systems. Unfortunate part about it is that I don't necessarily control the school system. I can just be a support mechanism and make sure that as, as we're doing with our serve program, giving them alternatives, and we talk about entrepreneurship, giving them options, training up our next future leaders but we gotta give them the education to understand why it's so important for them. Hello, Mayor, Samantha Turner. Uh, I just wanna know what are some plans that the city has to bring in sustainable economic development? 
Well, I think you just, you, t today I, I outlined some of the things that we have to do. Um, we have to make sure that we can't wait for those places to come. But when they come, the front door appeal has to be clean. They have to see that we have our stuff together. And more than anything, if no one hears anything I say tonight, our political climate has to be one that's inviting. A toxic and political environment, won't it won't be inviting. I'll say that more and more. All they need to do is Google Youngstown, Ohio, and you start seeing things that come up. Now, if I want to invest in that community, we got to have our stuff together. And I want you to think about this tonight. If we can put our differences aside and we want to focus on moving the agenda of economic development for Youngstown, that's the only way we're going to do it. We have to get better with our leadership. Whether you're elected or non-elected, we have to do that. Hello, Mayor Brown. This is uh, Michael North. Mayor Brown, I left here in 68, and uh, I'm getting ready to transition back. And one of the things that I need to know is what has to be done to get the property values up from where they are now? Well, the, the, I'll give you my answer, but the, the long story, we don't set the property values. That's the auditors um, of the county who sets the property value. But we must take ownership of the properties that we have. You know, if you look around your neighborhood, you probably have 10, 12 people in your neighborhood. They cut their grass, and you got the one guy or lady who decided if, they're, they're, if their mom or dad left the home to them, they don't want it. They leave it. It becomes a blighted property. Now, you're in this neighborhood. You know Ms. Johnson all your life, but her kids don't want anything to do with the property. Now, yeah, well, so we... Well, so we don't, we don't set the values in the city, the county auditors. That would be Ralph Meacham's office. You have to ask how they came up with the value. Every six years, they actually do property value, and they go through the neighborhoods, and, and they assess the value. Ralph Meacham. Here, let me, I'll give you my card. You call me. I'll get, I'll get him for you. How you doing, sir? Candidate for third ward city council. Uh, Darian Rushton. Uh, uh, hey, you started it. Yeah, I did. Um, I would love to keep the VA on the north side of Youngstown, I really would, but I want to know what has the city done to keep the VA clinic within the city limits of Youngstown? I wish I could tell you, I'm, and I'll be, I'll be real, I'm real honest. There have been conversations um, with DC, with the Veterans Affair, um, with the city and, and those individuals who are um, in control of what the, what the next uh, steps will be. Uh, I want to see it in the city. Um, I want to see it on the north side. I think we have options, and you know that as well, that there's options for expansion there. And I've, I've talked to many of them um, from, I was, I was with Cleveland as well as Washington on several occasions, um, and they focused on Youngstown. So the decision's coming out June, July. So we keep advocating of telling them why this is a great place. Uh, just uh, again, Samantha Turner, uh, just a follow-up to my, my first question. How does the city plan to bridge the gap and build more partnerships and coalitions with private organizations, public, and businesses to help attract that, that economic development that we're looking for? So, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, we, when I talk today, um, private investment needs to see a plan. We haven't had a strategic plan in over 30 years in the city of Youngstown. And I think that's the direction from the city side. We want to have a vision and a strategic plan and talk about the direction. And once those investors see that, well, Youngstown, have, they have their stuff together. They got some business owners who are investing. And now I think that'll be one of those things that'll spur economic development for our community. 
Hello, uh, Mayor. Uh, Michael Harvey. I was just wondering uh, what the status was of the chill can factory. I know people like to live close to work, and once that opens up, that'll uh, help improve home values on the east side. So. Number, number one question. I just recently, uh, Mitchell Joseph was just in town. Uh, Councilman, that's what you should have took this, this opportunity. This was your, that was your piece to shine. Now I got I to gotta kick the punt the ball for you. Here, here's what, what's going on. If you see, there's a lot of um, action going on now with Mitchell Joseph and the, the Joseph Company on the, the Near East Side. Um, I've recently been in contact with him, and hopefully tomorrow I think we're going to talk again. He's working on how much ampage he can get for Ohio Edison. So I talked about my partnership with Ohio Edison, and I told him about it. He says, well, Mayor, can you sit down and help me with getting that, you know, working through those, those legal pieces, Jeff? So we're going to talk to them. They're moving forward. Um, he continuously keeps me in a loop when it, it comes to emails, when he's telling the, the individuals uh, what to do with certain buildings and uh, where, to, where to go and what's happening next. So um, he's communicating. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more anxious than any of you in this room to see that shield can open because it's work, it's economic development, it's for the people that I, I love to get jobs. Mr. Mayor from Twitter, Chris Travers, in line with Smart 2, do you think other parts of the city can benefit from altering streets to slow down traffic, create safety, and promote economic development? For instance, South Avenue from Indianola to Mark, our Midlothian. Tell Chris, that, uh, tell, they'll tell Chris the word is road diet. He and I had a conversation already. Um, what, he, what he wants to do is we want to take what we're learning from Fifth Avenue, Chuck, and you can, you can attest to this. We're going to take this model of road diet. We, we have roads that are for traffic of about 170,000 people, and that's no longer the case in any big city. Most big cities want to kind of calm the traffic for safety. So we're focusing on how we can replicate some of the things we're going to be able to achieve with Fifth Avenue, Commerce Street, and other areas throughout the city. So tell Chris to stay tuned. South Avenue is on the list, and we'll continue keeping him updated. Hello, Mayor. My name is Raquel Tautone. I'm also second ward city council member candidate. Um, my question for you tonight is, what are your plans for workforce development? That's a great question. So we've, we've started last year um, with our grass cutting program, uh, bringing men and women out throughout the city, uh, trying to get them engaged. Uh, more specifically, we talked about our, our returning citizens. But we're looking at other programs and other opportunities um, that other communities are being, to, where they're actually taking um, workforce and, and training in certain, certain um, you know, areas. The one area I can honestly tell you right now, I wish I had a workforce training development for arborists, for our trees. Right now, we have one arborist in the city of Youngstown. No, nothing against him but it's hard to find them. And if you find them, they're gonna cost you so much money. So that's one skill and, and trade that we're trying to work with other nonprofit organizations to get them the workforce development that they need. Um, we wanna definitely be a partner and look at us some, some best practice that are out there. Uh, hi, my name's Chris Wires. Um, kind of a two-part question um, regarding some of the healthcare issues in the city. Um, with Closure Northside, I know that there uh, was a pretty big loss of access to labor and delivery services um, and a surge in emergency department utilization in uh, some of the other. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, so with the closure of Northside, I know there was um, kind of a, a reduced access to labor and delivery services, especially on the north side of the city and increases in uh, emergency department utilization. So I guess the first question is, um, are you, what specifically are you doing with uh, Mercy Health since they're the only real access point in the city 
um, to increase healthcare access to people um, that have lost access through Northside? And two, are there any plans to do any sort of redevelopment of the Northside facility so that doesn't turn into a large area of blight on the Northside? I'll take the last question first. Um, I've continuously been in contact um, with Stewart Health and the one thing that they said uh, when they initially came in that, Mayor, we don't want to mothball Northside Hospital like what happened to the other two hospitals that closed uh, some years ago. I think it was Southside and, and the Cafero Orthopedic Hospital as well. So they've been actively engaged. I think they're going to actually open the dentistry to there. I would think One Health is in there. Um, it's, it's one of those pieces you, you, you have to you know, really con continuously communicate with them because I can't tell them how to own, operate their place, but I can give them some, some guided suggestions of what we need and our needs. As it relates to Mercy, when we took on the BUILD grant, we had Mercy at the table. We traveled all last year to Washington, D.C. And the, the labor and delivery and the, the things that we don't have right now, um, you really, unless it's an emergency, and I, I hope I'm not saying this, this wrong, but you can't deliver a baby in the city of Youngstown. They're delivering outside the city of Youngstown. Um, for me, that, that sounds unhealthy, and maybe some medical folks tell me, well, that's not really the, the, the case, the issue. But the appearance, you know, the issue of access to health care is big for me. So Mercy is continuously talking about how the, to expand their footprint, to how to expand um, where they provide service. The, the opening of the, the health center on campus was big. I was there, and, and one of the things I, I made sure uh, that I want to tell everybody, that's not just for students. That's for anyone who needs health care right there on campus. So we got to look forward to that, and we remain consistently talking to them about access because I love brick and mortar, but I love the quality of life for the, the people that I work for in the city of Youngstown. Once again, tonight, the City Club of Mahoning Valley convened at the Ford Family Recital Hall of Dior Performing Arts Center for the first, but not the last, not the last. State of the City Address by the Honorable Jamal Tito Brown. And I want to thank you so much, Mayor, for taking the lead. The City Club of Mahoning Valley is presented by Bank of America, the Nordstrom Corporation Foundation, the Raymond John Wien Foundation, the Youngstown Foundation, and with additional support from the Community Foundation of the Mahoning Valley, WYSU 88.5 FM, and Youngstown State University. We appreciate your generous support of the City Club programming. Additionally, this forum is sponsored by Huntington Bank and Phantoms Fireworks. As a reminder, tonight's forum will re-air on WYSU 88.5 FM on Thursday, April 4th, at 6 p.m. And that brings us to the end of tonight's forum. I want to thank you, each of you, and again, thank you, Mayor Brown and your staff. This forum is now adjourned. Thank you.